All right, we're back with the My Tool Life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. And um, we got Young Strang back in the studio, um, and we have a special guest, uh, David O'Connor. David's uh, been a longtime friend of mine. We were colleagues at KTM. He's a serious moto enthusiast. And, man, David, we tried to have you in, in the patio studio at, at my house to do this thing, and I just my headset DNF'd unlike the bikes you've built for me in the past. But uh, welcome to the show, Dave. Hi, guys. Um, thank you for um, having me on the show. Yeah, I had to um, grab the phone and then do it from the phone, so hopefully the quality's all good. It's awesome to be here. Last week I listened to um, longtime buddy Scott, who I've worked with as well at KTM, and kind of like gave him a text. and like, wow, that was a really good show. It was really interesting to have a listen. And then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, you want to come Monday night and do it? So showed up, um, showed up, and we had some some issues we with the microphone. D- we, we had a DNS with my third my third headset, so I'll get that yeah. fixed up so you're not hiding out in your in your in your sweet Chevy Van Express. But um, yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's is um, we've been going through crazy times. I keep saying this in these in these podcasts, but uh, man, it's 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 nice to have a, a like minded fellow like yourself on this on the show. We shared a lot of good times, David. Um, clearly, by the accent, people know you're not from uh, Menifee, California. So yeah, give, give so us let, me, let me give you a little background you, on that. So, yeah. as you can tell, got an accent. Nope, I'm not Austrian. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Um, Irish. So, I came here in 2006. was my first year I landed in California. It was actually uh, Friday night. Anaheim 1 was the next day, and that was the plan, is to come and watch Anaheim 1 and stay here with a vacation company called Race SoCal. The plan was to do do about a month riding before Irish season started back home. So January in Ireland is a lot of ringing. So just kind of came here, wanted to get some some riding in, check out all the Anaheims and see what the whole California buzz was about. And man, when I got to the first race in in California, I was like, I need to make my way back here. I was like, this this is my mission. Try to get back to California, get in the industry and, and live in America. So... <clears throat> As, as the weeks went on, you know, we went all the tracks every day, got to ride. The guy who was running the show over there, he, he got carried away one night and had a couple of too many beers, got in a little accident, so he was he was in trouble, couldn't drive anymore. So Steve, who ran the company, he's like, Dave, we know that you work on motorcycles all the time. Do you want to stay out to, like the, till the end of your, your, your tourist visa runs out? I'm like, sure. So called Ireland back, hey, I'm not, not coming home. Um job forget about it i want so to stay when, here when you call ireland do you like with being the size of minifee you just call like the owner of ireland who do you, who you call in ireland <laughs> um call calling the family hey uh. i'm not coming home <laughs> call, calling the calling the boss who luckily gave me a month off yeah so yeah, i'm yeah. like i'm like guys it's it's um it's not happening i want to live in california so i'm going to stay here get get my feelers around like the whole moto industry get to know people i spent like every day at the track you know we had groups of tourists come from all over the world. So, we, we so yeah, you got, you, the speaking, you guys are the tours that are dangerous for our lives. All you, you, you guys are going to the stampede, all hungover. <laughs> I show up at the track and you're weeble wobbling around the track, and so you were part of those crew that are just like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that was my that was my full time job. Yeah, Take the guys sick. to the track, 
then get them get but them before home. you that was your job you were one of them <laughs> you were one so you were a paid uh, just just for about two weeks uh, okay then you quickly adapted to like the Cali yeah life. then i had to do the work life then i was the guy who was driving them to the stampede and then hanging out with them <laughs> and driving them back home making sure they got home and, and went to the track the next so, day so how long were you here dave before you started doing races before you started doing um, so so that was that was kind of 2006 leading into 2007 so well, that was a lot of time a little, I spent. Let's, let's back up a little bit. So tell us, Ireland's not the biggest country in the world, obviously, and it's not known for producing like the fastest motocrossers in the GPs. How did you get into moto, and, and how did you fall in love with like the sport? Um, pretty much I was like about 12 years old. One of my neighbors had a KX85. I don't even know what year it was. And we we had like you know where we lived there was plenty of fields around and like we kind of had natural natural tracks we could ride, big old turn tracks. So pretty much he he'd let me ride the bike and I'd come home every day. I'm like, come on, please buy me a, a motorcycle. Like my family weren't really into motorcycles. So after two years of convincing, convincing, I finally got my first one. I think it was a '87 KX125, which was which was an was old a, bike. Cause it was, it, an, it was an old ship. bike. That thing was a rocket <laughs> ship. '87 KX125, right? No, you didn't even ride one of them. You, <laughs> no you were probably on like '65s at that time. It was uh, it was probably a ten year old bike I got, but <laughs> I was so happy to have that. That's so so we we had places to ride. I I'd get back after school and ride every evening. You know, every Saturday, go somewhere, go do racing, and got just hooked on the sport. Well, in 87, Scott, what was your, your Yamaha in 87, were you? 125? 87, that would have been actually the year I stopped racing. That was, so you we, had a, we had Yamahas, but 87, uh, 125? 125s. Man, wow. so, yeah, Scott was on that era, in the era. <laughs> hey, I, gonna, I'm going to sidetrack you guys for a minute, so I just got home. I was hanging out with um, Sleater's dog, Daisy, got home, and now I'm, I'm being accused of cheating right now by yeah, my yeah. dog. Yeah, <laughs> Daisy's, Daisy's smelling Daisy. Gosh. Yeah. Man, no, it's, so you, uh, you know, you, you get over here, you, you fell in love with the sport on your, your rocket ship, Mitch Payton, replica 87 <laughs> KX125. And I couldn't even I couldn't even tell what kind of exhaust pipe but it was it was so rusty and old the bike I had. <laughs> but and then you, just, and you you fell in love with it and you just started fell fell in love with it like raced raced every weekend you know just just like really got involved in the sport and and raced raced pretty much all the way up until I, I left Ireland in two thousand and six. Wow. Wow, so that, that, yeah. that that's when you... Weren't you over. national number 30 in Ireland? Yeah, but that's that's why I still have that number on my bike. That was the yeah. last Irish number I had in the in the Republic. So there's yeah. 31 riders in, in, in Ireland. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was a big shock for me. So the year before, 2005, I finished second in, in the B Series, which would be be like pretty competitive then moved into a's before i moved here i was like all right i'll, I'll go do a b class when i signed up here which would be intermediate oh what a shock that was the pace difference <laughs> between them and then i i, I still realized that because i was doing 25 um plus 25 class when i moved here first i'm like yep all right unfortunately i'm back to the c group again and, and that was a competitive class at the time that's that's pretty rad man so then you know like you said you went worked for a race brocal and yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, did the vacation thing, and yeah, did did that for like a, almost almost a year, and kind of like you know, kind of went around the pitch, kind of figuring out. I was like, all right, this is not what I want to do. I want to get on a race team, and funnily enough, who I end up working was 
working with was um, Adam Chatfield from England. So we, yes. we hit it off straight away because, He's you know, we guy. came from the same part of the world. So it was Richardson's RV team. They had a Honda team and, and it was the first year of being a Suzuki team, oh. which was fuel. It was fuel injection um, 450s. So I had I had spent like a lot of time working on, on motorcycles with fuel injection. So it was it was pretty nice to get on the team and, and no electronics instead of, you know, brass jets for a change hey, so it went that? really good working that, that, that was, was 2008 that was the first year uh, of the fuel okay. injection suzuki uh, okay okay yeah so i worked i worked with that team for for um outdoors and then adam adam got hurt about halfway through the season so that kind of ruined my um my vacation all around <laughs> the united states it was cool to get to see like a new state each weekend that's, so you tra- do you travel in the truck kind of, or do you, you fly in? You yeah, have- we we pretty much um they did supercross out of a rig, and then that's kind of when the economy started to hit hit bad and motorhome sales weren't so good. So they pretty much said here here's a Jayco motorhome, go have fun. Here's your race entries and pay for the rest of the year. So we took off and and privateered it pretty much. That's pretty rad because I think a lot yeah. of guys that that you know are mechanics nowadays don't get to experience. No, and and for me, like it, it was amazing because you know it was getting to see like it, it was like being being on vacation. You got to see a new place each week. Everything was exciting, new. Kind of living I'm your sure... dream. Kind of living your dream. Yeah, really. ex- exactly. It was living my dream. I was lucky, like Adam gave me the shot on 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 wrenching him for him for that year. When you when did you realize like did you come over here hoping to excel and maybe race or was it over here that was not the intention? Um, no, I, I soon realized once I got here how, how like... Oh, so you, big, when you came over, you're like, man, I give it a go, and maybe I can be someone over here, I get the ride. No, no, I, I knew that for sure. I knew that when I okay. when I got to some of the tracks, I'm like, oh my God, look at the size of this double. I've never seen a double in my life. Ireland <laughs> okay. doesn't have doubles or books. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm rolling in between jumps, and people are skying over me, you guys with blacked out bikes, you know, can't even go through a corner <laughs> over at Elsinore. So oh. it was kind of like, wow, okay, all right, this is... This is not for me. I'm never even going to make it a B class here. So, kind of figured, all right, I still, still would love to be part of the sport and and get involved into the mechanic site. So you worked for Richardson's in 2008. That was 2008. 2009, I worked for for Star Yamaha. So oh, I was bad. I was the new guy on the team. So was they it my, had two... my splash? Was it my splash star then? My splash. No, it was um, a D- DNA energy drink. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was DNA energy drink, Bobby which I'd James. never, I'd never seen in a gas station in my life. I don't know how the team <laughs> was able to, um, to, to sponsor. I don't know how DNA actually sponsored the team because I never saw it for sale. Bobby J's, so, Bobby J's Yamaha still on the graphics. Um, no, it was NCY. Oh, what? That's right. When Donovan was Donovan or team coordinator. Yeah, Donovan, Donovan. Donovan was the one Mitchell. booking booking our flights all that's the time. So yeah, that's where I got to meet Donovan and hang out with Donovan. That's really cool. Yeah, so Donovan was involved in the team. So because I was the new guy, I got the two new riders, which was Michael Hall on the West Coast and then Darren Durham on the East Coast. Wow, you could not get two more polar opposite riders. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. It was it was definitely like uh, a fun time. But then then what happened is I ran into some visa issues halfway through the season. So that's when I was like, guys, I, I got to figure out all my visas. I can't travel anymore. So that I was really heartbroken about because that was like, wow, I made it to a cool team i had some some writers we got a fourth place at one east coast race with durham i'm like oh my god this is like you know a year later after turn turning a pro wrench i'm i'm almost on the podium yeah damn so visa issues held me up for a long time um figuring all that stuff out you know to to have work visas and and 
get get back working official again. Yeah, and then you were at Cowie Next, right? Factory Cowie? Yeah, so I've, I worked with a lot of privateers in, in between that, you know, okay. kind of just doing local races. I worked with Michael Lieb doing a lot of the amateur races, which was a lot of fun, really got on good with the family. We'd, we'd travel, like, to a lot of amateur races. That was a fun time, so... That was that was definitely good. And then when I officially got um, my my work permit, I applied for a job over at Kelly. It was for the off road team. So I spent spent a year working over at um, Kelly the off road team. I worked for I worked for um, Taylor Roberts was there, Justin Sule, Destry Abbott. Some badass legends right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was pretty cool to go over there. And that was the first year I've kind of done off road. And it was it was fun. It was interesting. You know, the bikes have to be built a lot different, so I learned a lot of off-road tricks there. And then even just hanging out like with with the the other crews and race teams and people we raced, I'm like, wow, the off-road guys are really nice people. <laughs> so it was a fun year. <clears throat> so the guys are supercross or assholes or what? what? <laughs> you, you you know the feeling. Like no no when when you when you race supercross, you know you're you're parked in Anaheim and the pits across the oh, straight no. across looking at you I, looking I'm at being you a like smart ass. It's, yeah you you know what it's, it's like. It's like like, they wouldn't tell you what gearing they have or whatever, whereas, like, the off-road were just like, oh, whatever, I'll tell you what gearing I have, and if you beat me, so be it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's definitely a different world than off-road. So then, yeah. And then this is, I think, where I introduced to Dave O'Connor is this pesty guy that demands huge Vertex stickers on everything. <laughs> yes. You were, you were helping him out with bike builds, Jay Clark. Jay Clark was... Yep. Legend. It was Wise Code J for 20 years, and now he's virtual. I don't J. even know him as Wise Code J. That's before my time. Yeah, so Wise Code J. Jay Clark's been is a staple in the moto industry. He doesn't like to be like forward facing per se, but he's definitely a hard worker and a true enthusiast. And he hit me up. I was like KTM, like you got to hire David. If you don't hire David, you're an idiot. I'm like, well, I can't make that decision, but I can definitely. I'm sure he made that call to everybody at KTM for me. Yeah, and, uh, Jay, Jay definitely has been a real good friend of mine over the years, and yeah. he's, he's helped me out with a lot of stuff. Yeah, he yeah. does He does wear his heart on his sleeve. It's a little brash, but he definitely. Yeah, I, I know he probably bullied you guys a lot, and I appreciate like um, you putting in the good word with everybody for me. So yes. what happened is that at the Cowie team, it was, it was like a year in. And that's when Villapoto got his three-year deal. So three years of of Villapoto getting paid, they're like, all right, guys, we got to get rid of the writers. The team, the off-road team disappeared. That that, that was a year before I, 2011, I raced some works races, and it was like Auntie at KTM had no competition until when they left. And um, I wish the Cali team would have stayed around because it really – made the KTM guys in a, in a good way work a lot harder on the West Coast Championship. You know, no, like, no, for sure. It was it was a good program. Jason Smeagle was the manager over there. Yep. He had built that up for a long time, did a great job. He was the ISDE manager for a long time. He he, he did a good job. Yeah. So then they basically, so yeah, you didn't choose to leave. The team just, the Cali, yes, yeah. Cali got rid of that program. So Reed Nordine was the head of racing at that time. He brought us all in for meetings like, all right, guys, unfortunately, I got some bad news. You know, we, we don't have budget anymore to do the team. So after the meeting, Reed's like, hey, stay here with me for a minute. He's like, you've done a real good job in your year of being here. Let me see what we can do, kind of get you set up with something else. So he sent me down to Mitch Payton, oh, wow. which was uh, something I'm like, oh, God, let's see what happens here. So I went and did an interview with Mitch. <clears throat> it was for their service manager in, in, their, um, in, the, shop. in their store. Yeah, in the shop. So. 
kind of waited forever on on that to happen and then there was actually the, a media position at um ktm also that was the one that jay clark had bugged you to put a good word in for so did did the interview with tom moen so then waited 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 on the two people nobody ever got back to me i'm like all right i guess i'm i'm searching somewhere else and then the same week the two people got back to me so yeah. then <laughs> then it was decision time i'm like okay so i've heard Good stuff about each one of the, the possible new bosses, Tom Moen or Mitch Payton. So I kind of talked to people in the industry, and, and they kind of gave me the goods, the bads, because I had to offer from each one. So I kind of went with the the one that was 15 minutes from my house. I'm like, you know what, we'll give it a go, um, see, see how it was. So my first week on the job, I get to the shop after being used to being at the track, building race bikes. And it's just all stock bikes. I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring. I'm getting cabin fever. I'm at like, KTM? When? I'm like, when do, when do we escape? What do we get to do? Because <laughs> it, it was off season. You know, it wasn't like new bike season. Tom had already finished shootouts, you I, know, new I bike intros. I remember that, man. I, I remember coming in. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's crazy because at that time, you know, that was kind of like the KTM thing is everyone, we just picked it. KTM, I say we, like I was still there. KTM's. Yeah. Um, was getting plagued with good people coming that were using positions as a stepping stone to go to Rebel yeah. KTM Racing, right? And John yeah, Hines yeah. at the time was the guy I reported to. Is like, are you trying to go to Red Bull, right? Like, we need yeah. you here. We need you to work no, and here. and and I'll I'll put my hand up and say that was like, all right, I'll I'll do this job as the stepping stone job. Yep. So, like, you know, for the first couple of months, I'm like, God, this is boring. You know, you're putting handlebars on new bikes, starting them up, warming them up, check, checking them ready for, for media. I'm like, this is not really what I want to do. And then, like, a year later, kind of like Tom's like, hey, go go out and meet, you know, Swap Moto, which would have been Transworld. Go meet yep. at Motocross Action. And then it was like I got to know all the media testers. And I was like, this is a fun job and had, had a lot of fun doing it. So I was kind of glad I picked picked that route and actually did that job for eight years i was six years as the media relations technician then tom moon got moved departments he was my my manager so they switched me over to um ktm media relations manager for two years so it was it was a good run down there i did eight years of of working there so eight years of working at the big orange machine you met a lot yeah of the, the mothership yeah the the austrian mothership i and worked at bro yeah. broke in a lot of new bikes uh, crashed yeah. a few uh, <laughs> 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 yeah scott scott will tell you like um I, I, that's the one thing i did like about being being there i'm like all right well I can go watch watch the pros when I get done. I used to do a lot of racing Saturday. I used to go out with Scott. We would do, you know, two-stroke races, vet racing. We did everything. Actually, the, the first year I've ever done Mammoth was you were in charge of the Orange Brigade amateur team. Yep, and then yep. Scott was there. So myself, Scott, and Hunter Falk, we went up and, and did um, customer service. And we all raced as well at the same time. The four of us raced, worked. And that, that opened me up to, like, wow, Mammoth's a cool event and did a lot of years afterwards. Yeah, I, I can say that that's what really separates, I think, people that go far in the sport is you you never stop riding, right? No, I, 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 I have to ride. If, if I don't, if I miss one weekend or something going on, I miss it. My wife is even like, you're grumpy. you you got to, like, sneak off a day off and go ride or do something. And I, I need to. I just love riding. That's why way i kind of moved here you know all the cool tracks the whole lot it's it's part of my life it's just so, i have to write so yeah. when you know like as you know like most factory mechanics these days 
they don't get to ride because they dedicate them, their lives. So do you feel like if you would have stayed in that, that path to the racing world that you would have like ended Pro- up? I probably would have lost in touch with it because, you know, you're gone every weekend and then you're off season. You're like, is it worth playing a bike, you know, for two months or whatever? And I probably would have been, you know, lost touch with, with riding racing. So I was lucky at the KTM job that I, I got to do it. And then even Tom Moen, like once once I got to know Tom, it was like we we rode a lot same when scott would come out every saturday we'd go out and ride and it was just you know it was always come back on monday shoot the shit who who was faster or you know like kind of yeah each i mean crap i think about i stuff. think it that's was fun it was a good atmosphere what was Everybody cool though what was cool though in our group for that period of time is we had pretty much from 60 years old down to 10 years old all in our group and everybody yeah everybody battled There's- and everybody had fun there's actually one f- cool photo I have. I think it's on my Facebook. I don't even use Facebook anymore. It's it's um, Mitchell Falk. He's there on an 85. And then it's his bike in the lineup. And then we have, like, your 125. We have Sleater's 250SX. You let me borrow one of the R&D 150s. We just have a <laughs> line of staff, and we're all out, like, trying to rip rip some starts out of the Glen Helen two-stroke race. Yeah, that that's pretty that's pretty yeah, awesome. That, that photo just, just gives me like you know big smiles like wow this is this was a cool bunch of people I worked with. Well, Dave, that's uh you know it's it's a pretty awesome story that you know I think encouraging as well to those guys that listen to this. I mean, I'm sure you're gonna you share it to your friends and family this podcast and people yeah. that I know in Australia that they really want to tap into this industry, but. I mean, no, you just got you got to the the whole thing is you got to work hard at it. Gotta, I wasn't given any any hard. shots for for free, and like once you got in somewhere, it's like prove prove your worth and 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 go go from there. You know, work hard and then show you do a good job, and it it gets you places. That's right, that's right. So on that note, Dave, we're gonna take a small commercial break here. Without our sponsors, this wouldn't be possible. So we're gonna snap into a, a commercial break and uh, get right back to this. It's we're we'll get some bench racing going. If only you held the keys to ultimate clarity. Vision unrestricted. Performance unhampered. Unparalleled technology. Developed beyond perfection. Ahead of the pack. Giving it 100%. Introducing the Armega. Bringing Ultra HD to motocross. Alright, we're back here with the Mighty Little Podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. And we got... Young E120 sitting across me, David O'Connor, longtime friend, uh, two-wheel machine, moto <laughs> machine, uh, DOC30 on Instagram, right, D? DOC, is yep, that correct? DOC, yep, DOC, David O'Connor, Doc MX, yep. Yeah, Doc MX, he uh good friend of mine. We were get, just got done kind of giving his uh, little life plan and path to where he's at today in, in moto and his impact he's made You know, at KTM, Star Racing, factory cut you off-road and man Dave, oh, there, was a, a, there was actually one in between a relative of yours <laughs> what's that there was actually one one team i forgot to mention that i was on between between um what was that between between star and and the cowie team was the jdr ktm oh my god I, I think you i think you know the writer pretty well who's dan this guy? reardon oh yeah that guy <laughs> yeah that guy. how'd that go how'd that go um, really good. So I, I got brought on on the team. I think it was September. It was, the team had just been starting up. So it was Nathan Ramsey was the team manager. And then Vince 
Vince Barini was brought in as crew chief. So I was brought in and then there was Craig from New Zealand. Yep. So it was a new fresh startup team. So we kind of got going in September, did the parts inventory, kind of learned learned how to work on KTMs. Th- this and is rad. That- I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it rip on this thing, okay? Because <laughs> here's the deal. Like the JDR yeah. platform, I was behind the scenes of like what was ha- – like how this came about and okay. um, Reinenberg comes in and they, Nathan Ramsey comes in. They have a boatload of money from Jay's family's business. They were a temporary fencing company in Australia. I think yes. they just took over the business, the, the motocross team in Australia. They had instant success on um, basically yep. taking Jeff Lee's factory team over. They get over here. They sign Malcolm Stewart. I think they were paying Probably don't, and please don't quote me, but I believe they were paying the highest wages, Scott. They were big, I yeah. remember. E- everything they did was bigger and better, yeah. You probably made more money there than you were making at Factory KTM. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but it was definitely, it, w- it was a good run there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, you know, they just, they just didn't um, have a roadmap, right? When JSAR, a used car dealer, a high-end used car dealer, is their title sponsor, because yeah. they needed to have a front, they needed to have a name associated with it. When I come to learn, there was no title sponsor that Reinenberg's had. Like you know, this Jay had one year to make it profitable, and they are marketing it like absolute geniuses. They had Malcolm Stewart, they have uh, Savachi, they had um, Chase Bell as no, not Chase Bell was Chase Bell was my Orange Brigade rider that they put on. They at, had Ty, Ty Simmons and Ty Australian Simmons came in Australia yep. came over. Dan came over, but unfortunately Dan, for yep. Dan and Ty Simmons. They were on the, in quotes, factory 350, which was yes. not very fast at the time. That was the first year. It was the 2011 350. Yeah. And I, I had even, like, you know, drank, was dreaming about that bike. I'm like, because I, I like to ride, like, 125s, 250s back in the day. Yep. I'm like, okay, 100cc more. This is going to be, like, an amazing motorcycle. Got to ride it, and I think a lot of people did, too, and were a little disappointed. If it would have, like, me and Scott kind of touched on it last week, right? If it would have came yeah. out the way it is today... Oh, like what it, it is now, that, that's, it, it that's my changed, personal bike. Yeah, it would have changed the sport, I think. Nobody yeah, ride right now it is just the best machine for, for me, for vet guys. It, it's an amazing bike right now. It was a miss the first year and got better as it went. Yeah, I mean, man, I it, it, that, it's a shame, you know. So one thing I can say that the team, who was, was Vince the engine builder at the time? No, so everything was done in-house at KTM. Mark so it was factory and, service engine. Okay, yeah, so, factory service so engine when was the year that they started going to their own engines? So I, I was gone at that point. So I, I came there in September, did like all the off-season testing with Dan, and we made it about a week before Anaheim, and I think he had an, a knee injury was what happened. Oh, so, with Rudin, with Dan. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's who I was supposed to go to Anaheim with, and I was like so bummed because Dan was looking really good before the season yeah, was Dan, about to start. He, that guy has some serious bikes. So yeah, I was, I was like, wow, I got a good writer this year. I was bummed. <laughs> and then he got hurt about a week to go. So then they said, all right, look, let's forget about Supercross in the U.S., go back to Australia in March or whatever the season started there. And they actually offered, like, hey, if you want to go with Dan, we'll get you a visa, a whole lot to go there. And I kind of had chatted with my my wife, and and she's like, you know what, it's risky. What if the team, you know, doesn't come apart? There's no no other teams over there. It's not like being in California. You got, you know, everybody to choose from. So I was really happy I didn't go there. Yeah. That that, that process, I mean, if people don't know, Dan Reardon um, is my brother-in-law, the oldest of the Reardon boys, uh, my wife's brother, obviously. And... Yeah, I'm, I think from your standpoint, your wife made a, a quite good decision. Dan went yeah. back home, and there was no Supercross at the time. 
there he so nope. he went back to the old 450 and that was like a bit of a a, a burnout for him i think that that 450 yeah. scott the 2010 450 no he, he he didn't jive with it he's had some really good equipment coming from the geico bikes and he, I, I mean, I can tell. Weren't we, weren't we already on the newer one, and we were trying to tell him, like, yeah, hey, dude, you know, kind of like it, but <laughs> he's, he's no dummy, man. Like he's, he knows what he wants, and he, he got burned out like right away, and I, I don't think he rode his bike all summer. He showed up at the races, and his results showed. Um, and he exited stage left, so it was a good thing you didn't fly all the way down under. No, I, I was really happy I stuck um, stuck out with the California Dream, and it worked out real good after that. Yeah, so I was man. happy to to do it at and not not move countries again because yeah, I'm sure I've never been to Australia, but it seemed like a really nice place to go. But California is, is where it's for me. Like everywhere you go, there's there's dirt biking, there's tracks, you know, there's a lot of races here. It's it's just where the industry is. Speaking of um, dirt bikes and tracks, so. Did you ride this weekend? What'd you do? You're always racing. What's what's going on? Um, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I always <laughs> check the ride? calendar, see what was going on. So this weekend, I actually turned forty this year. March. Oh. It was um, it was in the middle of the COVID season, which was the worst time ever. I couldn't even celebrate my birthday. That was like you know, like oh great, forty. We can't even do anything cool. So well, once, I think once I drank, racing, I think I drank enough and party enough for you on my fortieth. So I, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. seen seen some of the Instagram <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah, like yeah. you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll have to do forty-one together then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so the fortieth birthday got skipped. So I was like, oh man, I can't wait for racing to start. So about two months later, I finally got to sign up in the forty class. Sweet. No matter no matter what vet race was on, I was out there signing up like um, forty class. So you know, did like over the hill gang did. Um, SoCal old timers, all all like the vet clubs here. Sick. Next weekend, I'm going to go out and do the Swap Moto series at, at Glen, um, Glen Helen. Helen. Yeah, yeah. coming so, up. It's going exactly, to be hot, yeah. man. It's going to be hot. I'm. I want to go race for, for an Irish guy. I'm kind of getting used to it because I've I've kind of like didn't stop writing this summer when it got hot. I kind of stayed going most most weekends, even when it was a hundred out. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I I I'm torn. I, I'm I'm not really torn, but I, I'm I want to I want to race this weekend. It's been I haven't yeah. raced since the Trans Am. Yeah. And I want to race, but there's a mountain bike race in Big Bear. And yeah. that's kind of seasonal per se, right? Like once it gets okay. winter, we're yeah. not riding it. And then Duro Racing just started back up. And, I mean, if you look at the calendar at Glen Helen, there's a lot of races that I can do. Um, so no, there, there's a lot coming up there I for know. sure. Glen Helen, they're definitely, like, they're filling up their calendar. They're, like, yeah, so races. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just kind of pass on this weekend race mountain bikes and yeah scott what about you how did you get any riding this last week i didn't ride any i didn't ride any bikes either i had a couple friends in town um we uh just hung out we watched the races we talked about riding we talked about mountain biking it was fucking hot it was it was, it was really like, hot it was high hundreds <laughs> I'm like not high hundreds god 102 103 humid, humid you know for out here it wasn't it wasn't that great and look at us about talking about humidity compared to the back east guys right David? well scott we, we got to change that and get you back out racing i, I miss because i'm normally a good starter when i race i always get a better starter than, than scott and then all of a sudden <laughs> well, as the moto has gone on it's like jaws coming for my rear fender and uh, i miss them days my, well, my, my, my frames at the powder coater dave i'm coming for you well i hope yep, you get okay, better good. i hope you get better starts than him he has no he can't use his clutch no <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that was my one. I needed to escape in the first turn, and then oh. I knew he was coming. Like there's been some some good battles over the years. We've so had some amazing that, that last shoulder, lap that battles. Shoulder, 
<laughs> the shoulder definitely is after you know upsetting our last two years of riding so hopefully it's getting good enough to to go out and do some racing again yeah it's it's i love racing with you man you're you're a true enthusiast and your bikes are always rad like i think you're you have like the pingree replica right now right like the gray and the yeah it's the old school one and then it's a funny story of that i actually had like that year model i think it was a 2003 ktm sx125 i i you know followed every gp race was going on ben townley was winning everybody was winning like grant langston so i bought one i had it like the first week rode it about four times and i was like oh my god what did i do i, I shouldn't, have ever, shouldn't have ever bought this bike <laughs> so yeah. it, it was the motorcycle i i hated and it took me a month to sell it i i, I loved the yamaha 125s at the time so I went back to one of them but now now i have that old school looking on the bike it's kind of reminding me i was like wow the difference they've done in you know like over 15 years like they've turned around and, and turned into good bikes and you're and you're on the 350 now right 350 yeah that's finally, what i did I went down you, to, um, you finally like just just owned it like this guy bounced around from 250 <laughs> to 350 i know yeah. dude you just finally look, pulled your big boy pants up and yeah. around 350 now and if, if you ever hear me mention a 450 just say no because i'm not a 450 <laughs> you guy, are man. would you would eat shit so hard. yes and i, I have that's why I, i've i've broken my tip fib on one I think I had a, like a 2008 Nick Way Honda. It was one of the MDK bikes. Bought it straight from the team. Had everything done to it. I'm out racing at, um, where was it? Comp Edge at the time. And that bike just bit back on me so hard. <laughs> I promised never to ride a 450 again. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, David yeah. likes to grab big handfuls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've definitely been known known for crashing over the years, but I've, knock on wood, I've had a good run yeah, the last keep year it, or two. Let's so keep that's, it a... Yeah. On two wheels, yeah, man. It's it's um, like I said, you are an enthusiast. You are one of those guys that tried and true. Um, love it, breathe it, right, Scott? Yeah. He, he, no, it, yeah. it was good to meet meet you guys over the years and then and, and make friendships, not just coworkers. You know, like we we don't even work together anymore, and now we're we're shooting the shit on a podcast, and we'll be out, you know, doing some racing soon. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. Like, I, and I love that. You know, you 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 uh, had a great run at KTM, and you know, we can both say that we're we can forever say we we're a part of a big run now scott's the guy that we look towards insight which, yeah yeah we're right. that scott like hey what's coming when do i need to sell my yeah, bike so, Networks, we're not in the know anymore we gotta hey scott when do i gotta buy a new bike <laughs> so scott when yeah on that note when you you've been watching all the guys during the week i went out to paris last week and shot chase you know sipping on a bottle like a you know png bottle like i'm a hopeless photographer but i seen all the guys out there you know the last two weeks you know, we have two weeks of motocross going in. Is there, you know, you seeing the guys, or is what you're seeing during the week correlating to the race weekends result-wise, like we, what the guys are doing on the track? You know, last Tuesday when we were all at Paula, you know, and it looked like a national out there, You that when you came out, it, uh, I was kind of watching for that very thing, and it, yes and no. Like, obviously, Ferrandis goes fast. You know, the Star Boys are going fast. But you, you know, we we watch for little things or whatever, and the track at Loretta's had been so gnarly, it, it kind of didn't, it didn't translate. You know, I mean, the fast guys still go fast or whatever, but leaving the track on Tuesday, you know, you're like, oh, so and so is so fast, or you know, Chase looked really good, but didn't really transfer to the weekend or whatever. And, and you know, I, I know how it is; those guys are testing and they're doing. They're doing their thing, so maybe they're not doing hot laps the whole day. 
but uh, I know they were working hard. I mean, she's what was who was all out there that day when you came out, Michael. It was Chris, ha- Christian Factory Honda, Factory Honda Star, Star, couple Geico, you know, half the Geico team was out yeah, there, a um, couple of the PC boys, and they, you know, Forks, Barsha was there. Barsha was there. For, Forks and shocks were coming off of everything. You know, yeah. they 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 were they it's, were testing. It's interesting um, that you know I watch these guys and I'm like. They're at Star. They're at. I'm sorry. They're at Paula. They're at Glen Helen. But I, I, it blows my mind. That's not the tracks they're racing. They're racing like a state fair of Paris. For so, sure. So what? I mean, I understand. Like, it's gnarly. It's gnarly. But it's not really. It, it's not really what you're setting the bike up for. So, so how do you justify going to state fair on a smaller track where you think? I know it doesn't develop as rough, and I'm not saying they're wrong or right, but I just don't think it was the right move to test on a high-speed track when you're riding a track that they're in second, third gear, second, no, third gear. No, definitely, but, I mean, you saw Paula that day. They did a pretty good job of prepping it. But it's Pre- fast. It's fast. It is very it's fast. Fa- Glen Helen's extremely fast, and, and I'm not saying they're not, you know, we don't know where they'll get the race, but I think setup-wise, like, They'd be better suited to maybe get a union of guys going, hey, we're all, they all go make it. It's an unknown union to go to um, Paula on Tuesday. It's an unknown rule. You go to Glen Helen on Thursday. No, they, they, they've been doing that. They, they, went to, they all went to Elsinore on Wednesday. And these tracks are accommodating. They're like, trying with a to. Prep, with a They're prep trying to. For them. So it's like, get state fair, I know. And you know what? Nick Way, he, he's listened to me without listening to me. No, no. For I'm sure. watching Nick Way. McAdoo is at state fair. Every day they have their pro day. I think it's what day is it, David? They have their pro day. It was Wednesdays for a while there. But Did I lose David. David, do you see you there? Can you hear us? Yeah, it sounds like we lost Dave. Oh man, I'll have to call him back. But um, yeah, it. I, I feel like Nick. Nick's got something going, right? I think we're giving Dave, David a call back here real quick. Lost service. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I lost you. So we were talking, yeah. to Dave, about. Um, you know, the speed at State Fair, at Paula and Glen Helen, these guys are testing and developing bikes for these tracks that are high speed, yep. not that tacky, drifty soil, and they're racing Loretta's. It's extremely tacky, extremely tight. And I feel like Nick Way is one of the only guys with his dudes at, you know, going to a State Fair, a Paris track. And I know it doesn't develop. It's not rough. It is not rough there, Scott. We know that. But it yeah. seems tight. Am, am I wrong when I'm playing at Mars? I mean, no, but I, I, I kind of go back to this analogy that uh, somebody else pointed out to me, and I think Jason Wygant said on the t- said on the telecast a few times. Stars, the only group that never left here. Everybody else bailed at some point in time. You know, two years ago, Chase Sexton was telling everyone that would listen that you can't set up a bike in California. But what bikes continuously keep winning at the nationals? The star bikes that are out here pounding out their motos every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So clearly the teams know what they're looking for or, you know, or whatever. And then, I mean, you could look at Christian. Christian didn't do so hot at the first round, but he did really good this last weekend. Maybe they found something. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I know, I know what you're saying. And I know, like you said, Nick had all the amateur kids coming out there before Loretta's. And I, I'm sure it helped a lot of them, you know, just being on that good dirt. But they, uh, you know, the we can all talk a lot because we've had we've we've got a lot of ex- testing experience. But I think the teams, on one hand, they go to those tracks because they know what to expect. They know that the people, 
sure Glen Helen can be a shit show from time to time when the pros are there because it's every race SoCal guys out there wanting to ride with them. All but the uh, David O'Connors, all right? the David O'Connors are out there <laughs> oh, riding with them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. but yeah. but I think that's a little. I mean, not to say that we're stuck in our ruts or whatever, but when we go to Glen Helen, we know what we're in for. We know what we're looking for, and you know good team members can set up a good bike just about anywhere. You know, they, they yeah, really can. I, I do think though that like these guys, they tend to get a little lost on, um, set when they're like chasing lap times at, at stopwatch nationals. Right. For like, sure. so you're telling me right now, you're not telling me, but I believe that if, if Barsha, especially he's so based on setup, setup, setup. If Chase Sexton, a young rookie comes in and is a little faster than him, he wants to change his setup to be faster. He's not necessarily complaining about the bike. No, no. So it's like he's going to chase faster setup. a yeah. faster setup for Paula on Tuesday, right? No, no. And you hear it all the time that, oh, you know, we went we, we went a little too far at Paula. Or, you know, you tend to go stiff at Paula because, you know, just but whatever. But then Zach goes two clicks different than Iron Man, right? So I think there's a point of critical mass where your setup has to stop being chase and just ride the damn no, thing. No, no, that's that's the biggest thing. doesn't matter what track you're testing at. Because when there's, I rode There's no AMA points for um, stop washing nationals in California yeah. for sure. No, and that, that doesn't a matter. A people forget about that. That doesn't matter if you're riding at Chupacabra Ranch or Alden's Place or, you know, yep. st- State Fair. It, you, it, that you doesn't have matter. To, you have to learn what your bike does in every circumstance and riding it in that same trim the same setup all over the place. You learn. Learn. And like when, when in 2015, is that the year we did training testing on the factory bikes? Yes. Okay, 2015, I rode Dunge's bike and Supercross. Absolutely incredible. I rode it outdoors. That was the year that he got beat by Tomac opening round by like 30 seconds. And that thing was horrific. Jim Anderson was not pumped on my feedback. <laughs> he was not stoked that the other day, the day before, I was lifting up to God because I thought he was God because how good the bike was. But then wherever they developed that bike, when they went to Hangtown, it was so far off. And I rode Troy Lee's bike. Arguably, Troy Lee had like a star kind of setup at the time. Everyone rode Glen Helen every Thursday. They were just on the KTM. And that bike was so soft because they were doing stopwatch nationals at 3 p.m. at Glen Helen in small bumps. Then they get to Mount Morris. And the track is so soft, and that thing wants to move around. So it's like they have to be at Glen Helen, the quality control. And I think riders having confidence, and you guys can jump in here anytime, but I feel that a team has to instill confidence in the rider that they know that their setup's good. I feel Mitch Payton has done that over years. I think he lost it a couple years. He's got it back now, and I think Star the last three years. In, has instilled so much confidence in their riders that they know they don't even argue about their setup because the bikes have proven even it could not be perfect but they're so confident that if well if my if I don't win my teammate wins is is there something to be said for just having your team instill confidence in you but I no, don't think no for sure you, you what you see right now a lot I mean Ferrandez perfect example on the podium he says we made a change we made a change between motos you know I didn't like it it, ru- it pretty much ruined my moto. And it's and, and and to your point is sure you make changes, but you also have to ride the motorcycle and know what it's going to do. So I think sometimes they do. They're chasing, you know. They're just trying to go faster, trying to get it better. But they, like, I agree with you. Like a lot of times, if 
maybe if he would have rode that setting for two days instead of just two laps, yeah, he could have, wait a minute, that is good over there, or maybe that is better over here. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, we, we're especially, me and you especially, and Dave's been around it with us long enough that we've been fortunate enough to have the time to, well, wait a minute, let's ride this this weekend. Well, I remember DOC wanting just shiny shit. Well, always. yeah, you know. You, you put shiny forks <laughs> on David's bike, right, David? <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of right on that. I'm still still the bling king. <laughs> I, I, then I'd, and I'd be the bling queen. Yeah, you, you are too. Yeah, yeah we definitely I were mean, too, definitely um, we liked we liked to have the factory parts and Scott. Thought but we that, as I got a little wiser, I realized sometimes the shiny shiny cool parts weren't weren't amazing. Yeah, but they still are nice to have. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. look cool. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, guys. I mean, we we could go into setup, 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 setup. But I I feel like. Everyone's bike's working pretty good. Um, I look at it, and I, I think we should, I, I want to talk about Loretta Lens 2 LL2 because there's a lot of things I noticed there. I really watched it and studied it, and I'd like to have you two guys, two fellow enthusiasts, kind of uh, jump in there and wrap out with me about what you saw. So before we do that, though, we're going to do another commercial break. Real quick, break. before the commercial break, um, I saw on your Instagram, we have a couple birthdays. I'd like to give a couple shout-outs. Yeah, outs. yeah, um, yeah. My, my, my suspension guy at KTM R&D. Yeah, Lee Racer, I Lee, saw that. Lee, yeah, Lee. Lee. <laughs> Lee Crawford turned the big 50 today. Um, oh, happy what? birthday, Lee. Hey, and then uh, did I see Kai, Kai Aiello's Kai birthday? Kai Aiello's birthday is today 21. Is he 21 or 20? To be honest, wow, I kind of feel bad. Wow, you're blown up now, Kai. <laughs> yeah, Kai's, Kai's, Kai just raced in Washougal. Um this weekend, I was pumped. He was supposed to, he was supposed to go to Washougal this weekend for the national. And yeah, but he, but he went kind up of a for the other race. For all the privateers on the West Coast who decided to wait till till the West Coast series to kick off, and then it didn't happen. So yeah, I'm but not sure I was like pumped. When they're going to get their season going? Well, well hey, like we'll, we'll get into all that when we start talking about the race. Let's do. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I'll give a little plug to these guys to make it happen. We'll be right back. The original and unrivaled new bike in a can, SC1 truly restores that factory shine and lives up to the claim. SC1 high gloss coating is specifically formulated to protect and beautify multiple surfaces including plastic, vinyl, rubber, and carbon fiber. Water resistant formulation is safe for use on gloss or matte finishes and makes the cleanup process easier by forming a durable coating that repels mud, dirt, and debris can be applied and left untouched or allowed to set up and be buffed to a dry sheen, leaving a long-lasting luster. Ride, clean, and SC1 your ride to keep it working and looking its best. Maxxis Tires, from your bike to your truck and almost everything in between. Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Max delivers high quality tire products that will perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. We choose Maxxis. All right, we're back with the My Two Will Life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. And here we just, you know, jumped into some birthdays to some uh, young folks and some old folks, Lee. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, what's, we, we wanted to talk some racing, and this is the kind of the Maxis got traction segment. You guys don't use Maxis, <laughs> but I do, and that's why I'm ahead of you at the start. Right, David? So if you want to try some good tires, I recommend everyone using Maxis. And what I, I think got traction this weekend is Max Anstey. 
Dude. Yeah, that was in, that was impressive. <laughs> See, if you watch his start, I think I mean I don't I know he's not on Maxis, but I think it looked like it because he came out of that gate both motos with great starts, and I thought that was really cool. Um, Dude, that's a really big deal for that team. Yep, that Hep Twisted T. No, that's that's solid. That's a good yeah, good, so good performance. I jumped ahead, but this that's this the Maxis got traction segment. That's a new segment, and I think Max Anstey. Max definitely got traction this he, weekend. Max, he got traction. He was hooked up, and we'll go into kind of his result. But that's that's where how we're getting this traction. Maxis got traction segment is uh, that guy, and um, going to Loretta's too, man. I I. It started off, it sucks it rained, right? Like, I can't believe it rained. I mean, I can't believe it rained. That's what it does in the south. But I'm sure you've raced a lot of amateurs and races oh out there gosh. in the rain. Yeah. It's been tough. Like, I, I have. I won each time I raced Loretta's. I raced it six times, I think, and yeah. it rained. And, you know, like, there's just, you know, Moto 1, Lights, Hampshire was amazing. Right, he, um, he was yeah. on a mission. The right. guy, the guy's only four months post-op ACL. I've had three ACL surgeries. I've rode at four months, but the conditions with a four months post ACL, that's you have to that's, have confidence in your knee to, to oh deal God. with them ruts and oh my gosh. incredible, yeah, unbelievable, right? Oh my gosh, that that like his 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 assertiveness, they saw, just the way he's riding that bike, stoked for him and the Rockstar Husky boys, like that kid. He's on a mission. He's no holds barred. He's got a chip on his shoulder right now. He has a point to prove. He does, know? and yeah. I, he's proven it, in my opinion. I mean, I I think this season is an asterisk overall because it's short. It's going to be a short season, I think, as well. Even, even the rounds back, that are listed right now may not even make it. But he's showing his, the people that signed him his commitment to getting back on the track early. He's showing with raw speed that he belongs where he belongs. Um, yeah, Hampshire, man, that was uh, – He's got traction, that's for sure. He's 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 opening his eyes. He's a player. He's stepped out of that Geico limelight to being the leader, and I think that's what he needed. Um, Ferrandis was good, man. He was. He I would have was, expected a little better, being being French, born born in a country that rains a lot, but it was tough conditions. Yeah, I was bummed for my boy, you know, Alex Martin. He's a P and G athlete. Yeah. There, David. He supports us a lot, and he had, you know, the JGR Suzuki ripped a six star. Yeah, how how does he do that on Suzuki? Well, because like it's that? so it's so slippery and slimy that he he yeah. didn't get out power. He had under power, got traction. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm I'm just Dean Baker's got those things working <laughs> fast, obviously, but he came out of that turn, and I thought I saw it, and I heard, did hear on another podcast. He came out of that after Ten Commandments, and he grabbed a handful, and it actually hooked up and looped him out. No, he almost went over backwards. So that's why he crashed. He actually looped out. He hit the only piece of traction on the track. So that was Moto One, man. He he did good. Um, yeah, it was Moto Two. Yeah, Moto Two is where he. No, Moto One's where he looped out first lap. Yep. He was leading. He had the whole shot. Was leading, and uh, yeah. that was a bummer. Um, I've you know, done plenty of mud races yes. in my day, and that's such an advantage to be out front, clean oh, dog goals, God, you know, like dude. not ducking the roost from the guy ahead of you. It's no, he, there he was a picture. What he needed to do. There was a picture on Instagram of the start, and it looked like Robbie Madison on the water bike, and it was just oh, Alex I on the inside. I think you're talking about Scott. There's somebody's helmet visor and just like bending their head back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a few guys that I I'm watching first moto, and it, it this is one that really bums me out. Title contender, Hunter Lawrence, out dislocated shoulder. Yeah. First moto. Yeah. Um, 
hard to not be a fan of Hunter Lawrence. Um, Poor kid can't catch a break cannot, right now. He's on the he's on a bad run. Yeah, he it didn't even crash. No. He just popped out. So that that really sucks. So he's um, got a weak shoulder, obviously. Already, yeah. The other Lawrence, he crashed in his bike. DNF'd on him in the mud. That I mean, once again, like the, this is not setting up. And I say asterisk. I'm not taking away from the fast guys, but the yeah. traditional like flow of the racing isn't happening, and it's really throwing a wrench in some guys' program. Um, my kid Mumford, dude. Dude, first moto, he killed it. Yes. Killed it. Killed it. I mean, to go five, to get fifth place in a national, I don't care who <laughs> you, know, you are. You know? California kid. He his, was one of your Orange Brigade kids back in the day. He right? was the original. He developed the original. The S- okay. He, he yeah, developed, I think of that. Yeah. He developed the SXS50, which like wow. changed the game for the KTM Orange Brigade platform. Yeah. Race Tech Shock, Scott Mumford, his dad's a heck. His whole family is just first class. Carson's yeah. been born and bred. Like, he has it in him to race. Yeah, and I said last week, come, which is good. Yeah. yeah, I said last week, I, I, I was literally thinking like, twelve to eighteen, just because the depth. Not taking, and I thought that you know he's kind of wrapped up in the so-called social scene because he's active on social, and it's actually because his social so good that it look, takes time to have a clean social platform. Yeah, and I thought that he just might be distracted by, being valuable with content. And, uh, and just not racing. Still getting yeah. the, the day job done as well, getting That's, the training in and the oh, writing, which yeah. is good. Yeah. And he has definitely proved me wrong. Um, he absolutely crushed that first moto. No, that, a, that's cool when you got some interest in somebody you've known since being a little kid. It, it's it's so good to see him come through the ranks and, and prove it. I think he um, he's proved a lot of people otherwise, like in the amateur scene. Oh, why does he have this ride? Well, he has this ride because he's, he's cocky enough that he knows he belongs up there. Like yep. ignorance is bliss. He has great technique. He's been training with Budman since he's seven years old. He always wants to be better. And I noticed Budman was back at the track with him on Tuesday. Yeah, so there you go. Mumford, killer job. He went five. 520. Five DNF for ninth overall. Uh, tenth overall. Tenth I'm overall. Right Amazing ride by him. Here's one guy, David. Who was the shock of the weekend in the lights class? If you, I don't play fantasy because I just, I'll get too we wrapped up. A shock at the weekend in the lights class. Let me think. Dude, blow your mind. Top ten worst first moto. You know, you got Stank me stumped dog. right now. Yeah. Stank oh yes, dog. you're right. <laughs> Stank dog was out ripping. I mean, I, uh, that's insane. If someone yeah. picked him for fantasy, they killed they, it. They killed it, but they didn't for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was a surprise. I totally forgot about that. I'm looking on LinkedIn. I'm like, is he on a two-stroke this weekend? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. And then Jamar, yeah. f- first moto, I was like, man, he's kind of there. I was like, he might not. I mean, he's he's in his position, but he didn't, Scott. He didn't look like. His, look his like, bike was smoking early. Yes, he, man- he managed And, and you could tell he was managing the bike a little bit. But I agree I agree with you, Michael, that uh, when I look at Jamar, I – he hasn't shown me the old J-Mart yet. Like, sure. He's lost the chicken wing a little bit. A little bit. Because when, when he's firing, boy, he, he he's as fast as anybody, you know. And it, it's kind of, uh, I keep waiting for him to just let it hang out a little bit, you know, and just let her go. But, hey, he's still Pretty winning cool. races. He get back <laughs> in his groove after, you know, a oh. couple of years of, you know, not even knowing if he could get back to motorcycle I, racing. I agree. I think the state yeah. of the racing is actually uh, overshadowed, like the state of where we're at, like the Loretta's and the COVID. I think yeah. he's, the story's got, like, diluted, which it shouldn't, because 
he has a career ending crash, hands down. No, yes, no, yeah, for if sure. anybody else like would have been like, no, done. We're, we're done, we can't do But you know anymore. what, though? They showed it a little bit last week at the beginning of the motos, and I, I think they learned from the Kenny deal where they just showed that crash so many times and talked about it so many times. Good point. Like, you don't need to go highlight the negative, right? But yeah. Yeah. I think we need to highlight it, the it positive. It puts off new, new no, people no. getting into the sport who sit down on a Saturday and watch TV, and then they're like, their kid asks, can we get a dirt bike? No, this can happen to you. You can break your back. You know? So yeah. don't, don't, don't put the bad side of the sport out. We all know it's there. It's unfortunately it happens, but don't broadcast it with new viewers on, especially when it was live on NBC this weekend. Yep. Uh, I think, um, yeah, so Moto 1, I, I thought Hampshire, you know, the, the, how nasty those conditions were, like so visibly just dynamic, muddy, crazy conditions. I really feel that Hampshire was assertive with it. I think he, I, I was, I wouldn't, I would have, once again, I don't play fantasy, but I would have bet on him second moto. But Amar, again, second moto, David, rips a yep. huge hole shot. Amazing, yeah. And leads every lap to the finish. Oh, yeah. He won and, by and a even, even like Jeremy tried to reel him in for a bit and he stepped it up and got away again. Yep, he won by like a minute, I believe, oh, yeah. 58 seconds. Jeremy, once again, managing his bike. Yeah. Th- th- like you could tell, right? No, about halfway in the second moto, you it could tell. It was smoking like crazy, then it wasn't smoking. Yeah. Um, Ferrandis. I, th- I honestly think Ferrandis just went into, you know what, this is good enough for today. Let's get, let's just finish. Let's, let's, let's get out of there. Yeah. yeah um, Carson's nemesis in amateur racing. Rockstar Husqvarna Style Robertson seventh. Those two kids battled their whole career. Styles had a bad moto the first moto. No, but he, you know, bad being a twelfth. That's yeah, really no, not that I'm, bad. I, apologize, <laughs> you know? yes. I mean, sorry, Styles. Great kid, great family. But those families, they had a dynamic growing up. They were very polar opposites how they went about racing, and to see them come to a head now in two different bikes, the same story. And they're both producing. I think having someone that's your nemesis producing is the best thing for the other team, right? Like, yes. you no. need yeah. some, right, Dave? Like, you need someone. If, if he's doing it, I can do it too. Yes, yes. We've There's battled no... all our lives. Boy, yes. is he getting seventh place? I'm, I'm doing that next week. If yep. not, be- beating him and getting sixth. <laughs> yeah, Lance Kobush had an eighth. I know it's a mud race, guys, but like that kid was yeah. the Team Green's guy. Hey, you have to finish, and yeah. a lot of guys didn't, you know. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hartraft and and um, Hampshire playing Team Tactics. Yeah. <laughs> team, <laughs> team, <laughs> team KTM Group Allen Baker Tactics. Well, I Ham- guess when your bike is steaming and smoking and going nowhere, you may as well help your buddy out. No, yeah, that, that was mean, cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I did. I mean, I mean, he didn't have to do that, you, you know, yeah. or whatever. So that that was kind of cool. Red Bull. That's the highlight of Red Bull. Fairly Red, Red Bull KTM's weekend, right? Their rider helping someone's bike out of the mud. I mean, on one one, you all won a couple of extra fans with everybody because of that. On one note, I mean. Hartraff was riding pretty good until he had his issues, so they can probably take some benefits or some positives from this weekend. Like they, the end results don't show, but I think they all did a little bit better than they than they did the week before. They, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of like the lack of results. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Once again. Like Derek Drake really was good in Supercross. Hartraft <laughs> didn't show me a lot of speed. He didn't. He had good results, but I didn't see his speed. 
Right. What do you think, David? What do you think of the the the, the Troy Lee KTM team? Do you feel it? It, I, think I it's guess a, it, it is a year of a lot of new new guys and, you know, they have to get some more experience and kind of get the better results, and we haven't really seen it so far yet. It hasn't came to fruition. I look at the Geico no, team and no. Rockstar team. They're two rookies, yeah. Scott, five. They're getting starts. Like, I, I'm not seeing anything consistent with a pattern. They're in the mix. We don't seem to be, or the Troy Lee team doesn't seem to be in the mix. They just and it's hard. It, I, I wouldn't count out the young kids. You know, they definitely, as the season will go on, they'll get better. Yeah, I think Drake is 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 um he's a secret. He's like he's a weapon. I think yeah. I think his environment is going to be knowing him. He's a very soft spoken kid. I think pushing on Derek will be not good. And I, I know that's TK, why he's good with Hunter. Well, yeah, Hunter, Hunter Falk. I think Hunter is a good buffer from him and TK. TK squeezes the puppy too tight, right? He's he's his passion for racing and winning can can almost work counterintuitive with a kid like Derek Drake. Um, we've seen that on the Red Bull um, uh, series, um, and where he lights up heart ramp early in the year. And, and some guys respond to that, and, and he some goes guys out and don't. Win. Yeah, so I mean, it's not a wrong thing, but I think Derek's a very soft-spoken kid that needs to be happy, and um, let's hope they turn it around. But overall, I mean, lights class so pumped for J Mart to get his overall great story. Right. You know what I like when I look at the results right now? So the results are overall. It's Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Cowie, Yamaha, Husky, Cowie, Husky, KTM, Honda, Yamaha. So there's a lot of parody in there. There's not like just the PC boys are running away or just the star boys are running away. I mean, there's there's somebody from every manufacturer that's a good, that's a good running point. in the McAdoo, top. Yeah. That's McAdoo, good. we skipped yeah. over McAdoo. He rode really strong. In that first moto, and I, he kept it together, right? He didn't do, do a McAdoo in what do they call him? I mean, look at the results. I mean, Martin went pretty solid with 3-2 and Ferrandez 2-4, but then you got McAdoo 4-5. Everybody else was 7-1, 8, yeah. 15. You know, McAdoo so. changed his narrative from exploding, right? He did really good with, like, just Dude, keeping it together. Mitchell Harrison, a fill-in guy. I mean, he's just quietly been kind of just. His second moto had a problem, right? Um, he went six ten, so yeah, I mean that's still pretty good. Yeah, that is solid. Was yeah, running up front last I week. I think I think Mitchell's gonna get better and better. I think he put he's what an opportunity when when his ride went away at GPs, not being able to travel over to Europe to get that shot. So I think he definitely has a point to prove. Yep, yep. So yeah, but he all right. out getting the the fill in right. So we have the lights class we were talking about, and we're clearly stoked for for J Mart. I mean that's a great story, great guy. Um, hard worker, you know, Ferrandis is up there. Amart, Stoke for Suzuki. They need that. JGR needs, we need JGR in the sport. We need them to perform. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a, a, kind of the same guys up there again, Scott, last week. But I think the Jamar is, dude, that kid's getting confidence. His bike was, 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 was compromised. He rode it to a championship points, you know. If, if you win championships on your bad day, and that was his bad day, then yeah. that's that's a. And the po points are pretty close between Ferrandez and J Mart right now, so it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. So going on to 450s, let's start from the beginning with 450s. First Zach, moto. No, Zach Osborne in practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Jump in, guys. He goes to the line. They rode up. 
They him rode and, up. Him and Dave rode up to the line just like normal, you know, like everybody, like we did a million times. And apparently. Set the whole shot device. They all sat there, you know, bullshitting while the lights guys were out or the 250 guys were out riding. And, uh, okay, boys, time to go. And you hit the button and nothing, you know, it just wouldn't start. So I watched it live and I'm like, dude, he's done. He's done. Okay. Fast forward, they get it going like as exactly when time expires. So they quickly allow him to go in the B practice. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that, from what I understand, part of the reason why they allowed that to happen is he technically didn't start the practice. He sat on the starting line, but he never moved. You know, he never left. He, uh, I don't disagree. No, no. With it. And, and you know, I, I mean, I, I, I've, we've known Zach a long time, and I'm a, I'm a Zach fan. And but at the same time, you know, I'm thinking if if it was Scott and Michael on the line, and we had a problem, would they let us? you know, move to another practice or so, whatever. So, but no, there was a lot of, but there was a lot of circumstances. You're supposed to have three chances to qualify. There was only one, you know, and, yeah, the, and at the end of the day, let's face it. The, we the, need yeah. our red plate holder in the race. Like I agree with the, the spot AMA what, with the choice they made. They were put in a very, per, no, this, no. this is 2020. No, we're dealing with some crap. We need the points leader in the race but we can't I, I say we can't let him race but i think what what the misconception is is people think that on the message boards you know you pick one they're all kind of the same but uh it's it comes across like they're blasting zach that zach shouldn't have been allowed to do that and i don't think that's right i think what most people are mad about is it's just the inconsistencies that everybody complains about with the ama the spirit what are the spirit of the rule the spirit of the rule or you know the gray area or whatever you want to call it but there needs that you know. Back in the day, top ten were seated. Like you just yeah. That's were, what I was about to say. There was know, a rule they, like you you automatically had a spot on the gate. So, but you know, you, you could pick and choose. You you could have done it a hundred different ways, and people would still complain. Like Michael said, it's twenty twenty. Everything's goofy. Just deal with it and let's move on. Yeah. You know, the guy. I, I, so let me let me okay. So, Cowie, do they say anything at the in the moment? Right. I'm on the fast forward. So. They, they, <laughs> you know where I'm going. No, no. So, so DOC. So, I, I was t- expecting Monday morning press release on every website. So was that I. They did protest. <laughs> yeah, because I, and I'm still, I'm still like waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, I would, right? Yeah, I, I would yeah. like because do they did they press if they would have made a deal of it when it happened, like for Zach, if Cowie would have said like, how dare you? How dare no, no. they probably didn't because they're like they're confident guys over there. They're like, hey, yeah. we got him covered. Second round, let's just not be the squeaky wheel. I bet you they wish they had Rusty's <laughs> on that wheel. I bet you was squeaking and making carrying on because who would have expected Eli's bike to DNF both motos? I mean, who, should have who, took the clutch lever off for Who would have expected Zach to win? I mean, not that that wasn't unexpected, From, but, like, but, the but honestly, the way the day was going, nobody yeah, would have thought that was. Zach. Like, no, Zach, no, sure. Zach has matured, and he's so OCD and so calculated, and, and his, he's turned into, like, you know, and what I love about Adam Cinciarello is he, so it's a politician, and, and, he, and, and thinks about the circumstance of saying this or that, um, Maybe I should listen to Adam where I talk. But <laughs> Zach is the same thing. He thinks about the consequence for everything he does, and he thinks of the positive of everything he does. And, I mean, I've been always been a Zach Osborne fan since I met him when he's 11 years old, and I will forever be one if he continues this. And I, 
I, I think every rider should look at how, how Zach rides besides the fact how he turns <laughs> on the back of the bike. But the way he carries himself, the way he lifts his team up, he is a Zach's first a class. professional. He's a professional on and off the track. And, you know, for him to go out and and get the overall, that was insane. You know, first moto, Barsha. Dude. Dominate. But so, you know what? That's his conditions. I mean, we've seen it dominate. three or four times in the Dominates. last couple of years. Tickle, second. That was amazing. Stoked yeah. for that guy, dude. You know what? Sometimes yeah. when you just get a good start and don't do anything dumb, good things happen. You know, and he really just rode his own race and let let everything go on around him, and he ended dude, up second. Freddie Norin, though. Dude, same thing. Same thing. Crash still gets third, <laughs> yeah. ripping, right? Um. Anderson, I thought he was dead when he went down the first turn. Yeah, when he didn't move, that scared me a little bit. That was super gnarly. Um, Zach, bad start, this, that, rallies, gets up to fifth. That's kind of Didn't like, even crash in the first did. moto. Yeah, so he kind of got it together. Um, Christian Craig was running third for a while, moving forward. Lap times were impressive. And then had some issues. He felt like got in that mud, like tip over, pick your bike up, right? You know that is, David. You get in that mode, like... Oh, Once yeah. it happens, Gloves are but still, yeah. but yeah. still went ten six. You know, that's, no, he pulled that's, it together in the second. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, th- after the first moto, I I thought like just like Hampshire, I thought Barsha's taking this thing. No, for sure. He looked. At, yeah, it, it, it looked like it was just his conditions. You know, where he was born and raised in in the mud. It was just like perfect for him. Yep. And then you go in a second moto, Anstey like going to the Max's contraction segment. He. Oh, the Suzuki hooked up. His technique when he crossed the gate, he slid back. Yep. Like yeah. he's, he, no. did you see that, David? Yeah. He slid back quick. He didn't stay forward, and he just whoo, gone right. Nailed he, it. Nailed it. Like, and he was like second guy from the inside, I think. Yep. And his technique it got him that start, and then he went out and just started walking away. I was like. Holy crap. I knew yeah. I knew it was going to be a good moto for him when Marv passed him. He and I was like, all right, Marv's going to maybe Marv's going to make a run. And then next thing you know, Max is pulling away, like literally pulling away from Marv and it was like, okay, Max, it's one of those days for you, you know? Like you we all know he can do it. We've seen him do it. Yeah, he's ridden a lot of mud in his life in England, yeah. I mean, you look at the results sheet there's some really I mean I know there was a lot of DNFs and you don't see that because they were lapping people so bad but I mean Dean Wilson 2011 Justin Bogle 2210 I mean there's there's some pretty big names that are pretty far back there and Max Anstey you know almost wins a moto you know like Dude. that's that's pretty pretty impressive Yeah I mean and he looked he looked easy for him and let's say like I'm not trying to knock the Suzuki but his bike is not Marv's and, and, and Zach's bike or Tickle's bike. No, and I heard when on the podium, the you couldn't even see the engine. There was so much oil leaking out of every gasket <laughs> and every you know everywhere that it could come out of. <laughs> <laughs> Just cooking it, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's so many good stories coming out of the bad circumstance with double Loretta's, like the mud. Um you know, all, the, it, all like the forums and everything like before Loretta's happened. Oh, this is stupid. Where, where are they going to an amateur track? We're after having two good weekends of racing, even with mud. It, yeah. it was, you got to give them like kudos for putting on a series. I think they did a great job. And I yes. was pretty skeptical about it. Just yeah. didn't, didn't think it would work. And they, and I, they, they really did. I mean, the weather helped that, that made that track so much different and so much, so much more dynamic, but 
at the same time, they did a, they did a really good job. I mean, if it wasn't yeah. for MX Sports having the tenacity and the balls straight up to run races, we yeah. wouldn't be talking right now, and we wouldn't. No, you know, exactly. Yeah, we're we're all entertained every weekend because yeah. of this. I mean, yeah. I, what was gnarly for me, okay, is and I, I text you, Scott, after it, and David, maybe I want your take on this. I, I don't so I don't remember seeing. I remember when Zach's making his charge. AC's riding great. It, Props to him for changing the narrative one week later, right? For sure. But yes. he's coming into Ten Commandments into the right. Oh, and he the, wait, plows wait, wait. into AC, dude. He did a he got he ripped his foot off Does and a did knack, a knack knack and then just plowed into him. And you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What was cool is AC position. didn't freak yeah. out. No, nope. like, AC nope. is like hates losing positions. But he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna. He started to. Oh, did he? Think about it. If if you saw the telecast when they came around the corner into the. We're not supposed to call it the Ten Commandments anymore. It's the Ten Pack now. But you know what? Oh, because it's been the political. Ten Commandments my whole Is life. It so political? I would imagine, whatever. But uh, when they went in, you know, obviously one was on the inside, one was on the outside. At that point, then they cross-rutted and they almost killed each other, doubling in, and they went from inside to outside. They swapped, and they almost hit, and that's when you could tell AC was like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, well, like, dude, so so he plows into uh, Zach plows into Adam. Dude, he went for that pass. Then his foot came undone, mm-hmm. hits him. Then he's going through the Ten Commandments because they'll always be that to me. Yes. And then he just smashes into a lapper and just bails off his bike. Yeah. Was that not Zach? Yeah, that was Zach. Okay. Then in like three laps later, he's passing for third. Yeah. How yeah. the – I'm like, did he cut Man the track? So, yeah. no, no. Because he, he got up with no urgency. So what I thought – remember, we were texting back and forth, and I said, I bet you Max's lap time slowed down because at that point, Max's bike's billowing smoke, and you know it looked like he wasn't even going to finish. But I looked, and on the lap times, he didn't slow down. Zach was just had like three laps where he was three seconds faster than everybody else. But then when he passed Marv, then Marv shifted up and – fast lap of the race on the last lap of the moto you know so it was like come on marv you could have you could have done it you know you were there yeah, yeah. but no that that was uh zach just you know he got in the groove and he laid down some heaters and and got up there i mean i honestly was tripping i'm like what how did no, he, it was, when he crashed i thought he might have hurt his leg he kind of landed awkward right and then he's back in it yeah and then and then what was gnarly was his you know poor max the lapper gets in his way I, zach was going by that just that just sped it up a straightaway. Like but, Zach was but, coming, but um, Max held together, and then Marvin's pass on Zach on last lap and in Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. It was a typical Marv pass, dude. <laughs> I don't, did you catch it, David? Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Did you can you can tell tell everyone what he did? It was it was it was a cut and thrust and stuff going over the first roller, right? And yep. like it could have put Max down, and I would have been so gutted, like. These guys no, are... I, I was rooting Max on for sure. You know, the same same with him coming here, wanting to try a new series, and he he's doing good. It'd, it'd be a shame to get taken out. Yeah, so I'm glad that Marv didn't clean him out because Marv's a great yeah. guy too. And overall, you know, the overall Mar- Marv is having a good comeback too for like a ruddy, muddy track oh, for a guy who knees? just had knee surgery yes. too. Yes. I honestly thought he'd be nervous. You know, 
stepping down the pace and kind of just surviving them two rounds, but he went for it. You know what, though? I think I think you forget with Marv. I mean, obviously, he's one of our guys, and we, we all know him, and he's the nicest guy on the planet. But Yeah, super nice. I think you forget how good Marv has actually done the last five years. He's either second or third in every race he's been. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was gone for so long. I think we were all guilty of that. Like, ah, oh, Marv's this going to be the end. Yeah, especially like a muddy, ruddy track. You're like, right, he's going to be nervous of that knee getting, you know, pulled off the foot peg, and he had no problem going for us. Yeah, so we're we're going into round three. What's this weekend? We go to Ironman. Ironman. So some some rumors I heard out of the track this weekend, and I was at an old guy race, so you know old people are really wise and smart. <laughs> yeah, so like it must be true if I heard of that event race. Yeah, yeah. So what did you hear? Um, Indiana. Is not looking good that it could get closed down. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard. Our race out in Crawfordsville or not? I heard a similar one. Oh my god, I have no words. <clears throat> yeah, so hope hopefully we have a race to talk about next week, or they come up with a new game plan if it does happen this week. Dude, that's that's heavy. Um, yeah, so we got that coming up. What do you see? Like, do you see the same guys? You know kind of staying up front and you guys what do you think i think tomac's gonna if it's not muddy and nasty i think he's gonna come out pissed off and he's gonna lay one down yeah he's got to get a heater it's time it's just time but then at the same time i think we're getting earlier than i would have expected to say this but i think we're getting close to maybe marv sneaking up in there and, and sneaking a win now that he knows he can you know he rode the around the pace yeah um Sexton, dude. Sexton, you know, he got a little bit of a welcome to the real world this weekend, you know, which we all knew would happen. I mean, it's just, does, it's just bound to happen. I, I'm still, my guy Cincerello, he's going to get one one of these dude, times. He's, he, so. he's going to get yeah, one. Everybody's a Cincerello guy, Scott. Everybody, he's just a good kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody wants I, to see I, him do good. Yeah. I think we're I think we're in the, the hands of the sports in right now is good. Like, the, 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 yeah. the, everyone's. It's great to be a Moto fan right now. We've I'm, got some personalities. You know, you know what? We watched Ricky win for all them years. You know, like, I won't say it was bad, but it was Monday morning. You weren't like, I wonder who's going to win next week. This week, we're like, who's going to win next week? There's so many good people. It yeah. wasn't like a runaway show where, like, there's there's four or five people who could win a race this Anderson, year. Anderson won a Moto. Like, he's not out of it, right? Yes. Like, no, no, I think no, no, Baggett, Baggett has speed, like, there's yeah, guys that have speed and fitness that are going to be up there. So I let's let's hope that we can get back next week and and talk about Indiana, David. Yeah. So you know we we didn't touch on your you know, in, in kind of, you know what's next for you? Are you where where are you riding? How's business? What do you got planned? You know we've kind of um, wrapped so, up some racing. Yeah, the whole COVID the COVID thing put everything I had planned on on hold. So. Put my two weeks notice in a KTM, had a plan to set up my own shop. So then pretty much two days after I left KTM was when California got closed down. So I kind of was a little weary to go rent rent an industrial unit and, you know, have issues and get closed down. So I've kind of finally waited till till this month. Tomorrow I actually put a deposit on a new unit and we're going to start up um, a motocross repair shop here in Southern California. In so the Lake, plan in is Lake like Elsinore. Any, yeah, Lake Elsinore. So if right. anybody needs, you know, top ends, um, how do they contact forks, you? 
Um, I'm going to get a website up up and running pretty soon, and then set up like an Instagram can, can they, business can, name. Yeah, can they DM you through Instagram? Yeah, my my Instagram right now is docmx30. Number thirty was the last number I had in Ireland, so I always keep that on it. But I'll send up set up a business one. It's going to take a month or two. I have to get everything finalized, but we'll we'll, we'll get the unit in the, in the, in the interim. Hit you up on IG. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Uh, um. I I won't say I'm specializing in KTM's Huskies or Gas Gas, but I do know them inside out. So <laughs> if you want somebody who has eight years' experience, come on over, and we'll we'll cool. get the bike taken care of. But right but on. but not limited to. Yeah. You you you'll also work on Cowies and Yamahas and everything else. Too. Oh yeah yeah every brand that that's that's what was nice at the front of the show to to let everybody know it's not just I wasn't born on orange <laughs> I've worked on every brand yeah. It, yeah. Even, even when I worked at KTM, as we spoke about with Jay Clark, Jay would, Jay had called me up and like, hey, come on, we got to build this project bike. Can you do the cams and big bore for me? So I always still like um, dabbled in the Japanese bikes a lot with Jay. That's that's really cool, man. Um, anything, you know, like uh, have you got to see any new gear, anything out there that's kind of that you're intrigued by, guys? Anything you're seeing like non on mo- dirt bike related or anything that you're anxious to see? What do you... I got some things that I, I'm anxious to check out. I mean, there's a couple of the new bikes coming that I'm curious about. Just always interested in the new bikes. You know, the new Honda. Obviously, want to see what it's all about when it gets here. Um, some of the new gear stuff. I'm starting to see some of the pictures and you know some of that stuff coming out. Some of it. I actually like the new answer gear. I kind of know the guy who's dude, in the catalog. Dude, photo. so uh, you, saw Captain Ameri- that, you, you, America? you saw Captain America. You saw Captain America. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's nice looking gear. Yeah, and no, that's wanna... actually another thing that's happening in my life right now as well. Um, I've applied for my naturalization, so the COVID's holding that up. So I'm going to be sworn in and be a U.S. citizen. Oh, and congrats, get a passport. man! So that's really that's cool. The, that's another mission in life I was trying to complete really the last cool. couple of. Months. You better be nice to us, or we're gonna get you shipped yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the answer gear, man. I know they've gone through a lot of changes over there. Um, a lot of really good people are now lost without a job because of COVID or whatever the strategy. Yeah, it, is it, it's hard times right now. So hopefully, it can get back up and get all you know, these people but, back but, in work. But and, the company, yeah. the company is still running. They're in Texas now. Tucker Distribution's office in Texas is, is running so they're, it. they're not shutting they're down. They're not shut down. You know, all the guys on message board saying answers that no, they aren't done. The 2021 yeah. gear is in stock. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm proud to wear that gear. Their new youth gear is rad. Mason's been wearing it. Uh, my yeah. son. And I'm stoked to be part of the company. Like I said, I'm, I'm, it's like a – from a, a it's a private equity group that makes decisions right at the top and – they close their office in Southern California, and a lot of guys that help rebuild the brand are no longer there. But as far as this is all their work still that's out, right? All the designers that that, that, that is in 2021, that was from 2019, 2020. So the yeah. company is around. The stuff is really good. I'm I'm pretty stoked on it. Like, some there's some stuff that I'm like, whoa, like that's a bit different. But you got to take risks to get better. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there's a lot of product that I'm you know. Like gear, soft goods. It seems like it, it's yeah. it's kind of mundane, you know. I don't know. Like it less is more, but then it, I don't know. We'll see. Like I, I think we should dig into that more and see some new stuff coming out. I know, hundred percent's working on some new products. Yeah, I, I love I, their new goggle. Like the the foam on it's amazing. Like the last couple of re- weekends I've been racing, it's been hot. Are you running sweating. the Armega? Are you running the Armega? Yeah, I really, really love that goggle. It's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. So funny note on the goggle thing. I don't know if anybody noticed, but did uh, 
Did you or did you notice that uh, head to toe Fox Cincerillo was wearing Scott goggles in the second moto? Did not notice that. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you know, know I, shit happens or whatever. But but that's Fox head Scott. to toe, head to toe, and uh, I, I I just noticed it, and then I you know other mm. people noticed it too, and um, I mean I've worn the, the the roll-offs and stuff. You know, Stapo does a lot of the testing for them for that stuff, and. Uh, it kind of caught me caught me off guard. Like, wait a minute, here's a here's a guy that's head to toe. So I wonder if they're if he's making a change or you know. Maybe. I mean, I I heard speaking of soft goods is sh- if they're making a change, shifts done. I heard they aren't done, but they're gonna do. From what I keep hearing, um, remember back when you rode for them, they uh, they kind of pulled out and just went kind of free ride, like didn't really want any racers and didn't so, want so anything. One thing that makes me feel like they're really pulling out, like not done, but like that is, they could have held on the chase. No, for sure. And um, I think they were like, "Hey, we can't afford you, like your four fifty money now." No, no. And yeah. like the, I heard early, they were going to keep him. They they were that was the rumor. That was a big rumor. But then I heard that Alpine Stars. <laughs> threw a pretty good offer out there and you know obviously first rider His refusal kid fire this weekend. no 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 and and you know he's got to he's got to be looking farther down the road now than this just this year or whatever yep he's yep. he's in the big boy class you yeah. know i mean he's with yeah. the big boys now yeah no that's cool um david you're still in tld stuff yeah yeah um re- really love that i do helmet helmet gear the whole lot yeah and some that's good star boots yeah yeah, um, man, I, I'm my kit's pretty solid. I'm I'm stoked on. I got some new stuff in the in the mail and. Um, no, the, the one the one on like the the Instagram I just saw the other day looks looks yeah. bitching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm stoked. I I want to get Mason's got. I gotta get some photos of Mason's gear. Man, Mason had a and, and a rear fender for him after yeah, his little a, get off. Yeah, he had a pretty big crash Wednesday night at, at Elsinore, so almost a week ago, and he got his first walk. Um, you know. Uh, uh, welcome to big bikes. Welcome to big bikes and, and pockets <laughs> yes. of sand and landings and went over the bars and ripped his fender fender off. But luckily Brian Fullerton at a Cherubies stepped up and got me dialed into the <laughs> rear fender for his YZ65. So we'll get that thing back running. And yeah, man, it's you know I'm I need I'm gonna try to ride with Mason Wednesday. Yeah, some, I'm actually. I was going to say that maybe I'll see you out there Wednesday. I'm excited yeah. that Elson are doing. It's like really four, good. They've done a good job. They do a repre- yeah. they do a reprep. And yeah, I'll definitely try it out. It's pretty good. You might take it for what it is, right? It's still Elsinore soil, but that team down no, there is No, I like it. The, the track in the corner, like the, I don't know what they call it now. It used to be the intermediate track. Yep. That's it's, a fun time. Yeah. It is a good time. So I'm laid out there, and then I'm going to try to I'm gonna race mountain bikes this weekend. Um, Speaking of mountain bikes, so you're you're all tied up with intense. Yeah. So I, I need to get my hands on one of them electric mountain bikes. So, so check it out, buddy. This is awesome. And this is I swear I didn't prep him for this, but you can now, if you're listening to the My Two Life podcast, use Sleeter underscore ten for ten percent off the current model of your bikes, David. So you know, I'll give I'll give Scott a real good chuckle right now when I when I tell you guys this. Um, I promise I won't crash it like I did your bitch in downhill like I borrowed in Mammoth. <laughs> I was following Scott and all he heard was like, 
on the ground, like flipped over the bars. Yeah. So, and I think it was like one of your like expensive downhill bikes you let yeah. me borrow when we're up at the race in yeah, Mammoth. Yeah. I'm like, I think it was oh, my M9. No, sleeper's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, so David, we gotta get you on that taser, um, that intense. Yeah, I'd taser. love to try one out. I, I see a lot of people on Instagram doing some big rides because I'm not not in shape, so it'd be cool like to get out and you know hit up La Cresta just over the street. They do and... intense does do a demo, like you can rent a bike for the day, which I think is really cool. You being local. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you can head down to their their headquarters in Temecula, and um, you can rent any current year model bike and take it for a spin. They have trails like out yeah, mainly the side. mainly the electric one. I hear so many people like getting them and then going on like long rides. I've got a dual sport bike right now, and I enjoy doing it, but I just don't don't get enough use out of it. Whereas I live you know ten minutes from like some good riding areas if I got electric mountain bike instead. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. So yeah, if you if you're in the in the uh, market for intense intense you know, has been a long time supporter of my cycling and bike racing. And I yeah. bugged old Christy LaCurl down there and said, man, other podcasts have an intense why, Skoda. Why did I forget Christy is down yeah, there? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm like, there. I'm yeah. like, I want to get a code. So today, tonight she texts me. It's official. Sleater underscore 10 is the code. So when you go to intensecycles.com, you can use my code. And you get 10% off current model of your bike. So that's pretty rad. I'm stoked they came on board to support the podcast. Life after KTM, all the OG um, yeah, crew yeah, are gone. Yeah. Christie's over at Intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, David, you get over there, rent a, rent the bike of choice. Yeah, for sure. But then, I forgot about Christie being there. Yeah. And, um, man, I'm going to race up in Big Bear. Um, I think I'm going to do Enduro Saturday, Scott. And then back it up with um, XC on Sunday. I'll race my Carbine on Fine. Saturday and, and Sniper on Sunday. I'll be at home watching the tour. Yeah, it's just coming up. Tour starts Saturday. What, what is it? How, it's how? it's a definitely a COVID year. I mean, there's a lot of my favorites. Tour de France, Scott's talking about. Here. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of my guys that I that I follow, they, they they didn't make it or didn't get chosen by their teams. So there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new people. Um, Do they have to run masks when they race? I don't think so. <laughs> But I did read today. Yeah, they're not going to be six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did read today that the 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 one standing rule that I saw was if two members of a team do catch the virus, the whole team is out. Like they're, they're wow. that's that's the number that they set. That you know, this will be interesting. It'll be no, a good no. like data, like on athletes because there's there's no one has an answer right. I've heard if you your body temperature runs like this is all hearsay bullshit, right? That's why yeah. I think this will be interesting to see. There's more and more sports No, and, open. The, and those guys are such freaks about germs and getting sick and, yeah, you know, yeah. and everything. So. And their immune system is so beat down, which, you know, stay tuned for the immunity that's coming out by Pinnacle Nutrition Group. <laughs> we are working on that, that. So, no, guys, this has been – I mean, Scott, I, I think I'm going to lean on you on the tour. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't talk about MotoGP, but, there, I mean, KTM came through with another stellar weekend, 1-3. Pole Epic position. Pole position. Last lap pass was incredible factor yamaha just ghost riding their whip into the <laughs> into the barrier we aren't moto gp fans but go on youtube go to the moto gp page watch the highlights it was spectacular crashing spectacular last lap racing and i'm becoming a better fan so until i get more educated about who people are what their plan is i'll leave the experts up to that but i do recommend checking out the MotoGP YouTube page and very very entertaining right yes, now. Yes, it's entertaining to say the least. Um, props to the KTM group for just blowing people's minds with a private team uh, win 
on a factory bike, basically, and then their factory team third and eighth with Bender, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Bender was in it, but... um. Dave, it's been awesome to have you on, man. It's been cool. Yeah, thank you very much for um Sorry, it was we had, funny when sir. I text Scott that it was um, a cool show last week to get the invite to to do it tonight. Yeah, sorry I had some TI problems with uh <laughs> we're an hour late, um Mrs. Sleeper. No problem. I, I Hopefully her. the quality was okay and everybody could understand the Irish accent over the phone. Yeah, it's all right, man. I think you know, your gibberish just sounds yeah. good enough. So <laughs> cool, cool. Um, you know, I I, I wanna kinda close out this this podcast wouldn't be possible without the nutrition group that gives me the time to 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 do this and the platform in the morning to edit it so i don't have to get in the office at eight so if you like our products use moto 20 for 20 percent at checkout and you'll support myself and the company and um we really appreciate all you ambassadors out there it's been a wild couple months and seeing everyone posting about it david you bought some from sarah and i yeah i just house. got some of the new lemon lime um, yeah. i just got it from sarah before i left so i'm excited yeah. to try that this weekend i'll be hydrating again for yeah, a hot race so, so thanks thanks for supporting us it's it's cool i mean my brother no you, it's good good to see you do um your own company and I, I hope i can have the same success and get one up and running also and scott you gotta this week man i want to hear some stopwatch reports who's going fast who's uh, you not. know I, i'm a little nervous that uh this week might be uh might be kind of everybody's off in east coast right now or whatever but like i said they were all here last week so we'll see we'll, we'll actually we'll see tomorrow yeah right on well we'll, we'll uh take our notes this week paul polish this race uh race recap up and um man it's been fun so mm. until next monday talk soon peace see ya <laughs>